Are you tired of people only telling you what you want to hear and not what you need to hear? Me too. I'm Lauren Lahav, and for the last 30 years, I've been blessed to speak to thousands of people around the world and share the stage with some of the world's biggest thought leaders, including Barbara Walters, Tony Robbins, Barbara Corcoran, and Gary Vee. The Get Real podcast is my way of breaking down the BS of the filters of what we say and what we do. Real life, real issues, real solutions. Trust me when I tell you, it wasn't always like that for me. And I'm excited to help you through sharing what has worked for me. But most importantly, it didn't work for me. In the world of political correctness and living our lives on social media, what is real? In my life, I always look to people who understand what I'm going through and are willing to be real with me to help me move through it. With this podcast, I want to be that person for you. Whether it's just us or I bring in one of my friends, I promise these episodes will make a difference in your life. So strap in, hang on tight, and let's get real. And now it's time to get into the podcast. Here's Lauren. Welcome, Kim. I am beyond excited to have you here because I think everybody is going through virtual meetings and what creates a successful virtual event. So share with us a little bit about what you found. I know I was sharing with you that I've been living on Zoom for a a long time, about four, four and a half years. I said I should have bought Zoom back then, but that's okay. We are living in a Zoom virtual world. Um, But share with us a couple of tips of what you've seen from successful uh, virtual events, what you've seen and and also what you've seen that creates not so successful virtual. So <laughs> it's great to be here, Lauren. And you know, I I love this medium, and so many people hate this medium. And why do you think that is? Why do you think? What are the two top reasons you think people hate virtual meetings? Got any ideas? Probably they want to be in the proximity with the people, right? Maybe mm, that's that's probably in there. But the top one happens to be. They don't like how they look. And, you know, it's really hard because a lot of people don't like how they look in photographs or on video. And this is a video medium. So you've got to learn all the tricks. And as a television stylist and video producer, I know that what makes people look fantastic on video is great lighting, the best angles, right? And understanding the body language that you bring to it. Because if you're just going to sit there or lean back, or lean forward and distort your face in the wide angle lens and have no expression, you're going to be a dud. So what you need to do if you're selling an idea or a product or a service or even inspiring people or even just having a social interaction, you need to make sure that you get that camera eye level so that you're simulating a real life exchange. It feels like you're sitting across the table from someone or standing there having a conversation with someone. And widening out by doing a chest up shot, it enables you to use your full body, to use your body language. So, you know, when you're interacting with somebody in real life, you don't just stand perfectly still and stare at them. You move your head, your arms, you shift your weight. We want you doing that in these virtual meetings. And that's how you engage people. So if you're really after true engagement, you've got to stand up. You've got to get that camera eye level, not kind of eye level, but truly eye level. 
and back up so we can see your body language. You know, Don't I do a shoulder up like this. You're going to back up. And I had, um, I had a lady on her name is Jan Hargrave and she's a body language expert. And she was sharing why it's so important for people to see your hands. She said that the, that when people see your hands, that they trust you more. Yeah. So I think that understanding that, you know, like you just shared that it's not just because we wanted to stand up. It's because you want to create a real relationship. You want to create that rapport with people. So exactly. yeah, go into a little bit more about that. I love that. Yeah. Well, the body language is super important and there's a lot of elements that you need to keep in mind in these virtual meetings. If you're sitting down in the virtual meeting and I can understand if some people can't stand up for a long period of time, that's fine. But if you can stand up, do. And the reason is you, I'm using my, my uh, hands right now and it changes the tone of your voice. So if you put your hands in your pocket or if you tie your hands down, you have a different tone of your voice than if you use your hands. And it does help support your message and it gives it emphaticness and it gives you excitement and interaction. The other thing you want to do is line your shoulders up so that you're squared off with the camera. You don't want to be to the side like this. You want to be straightforward. You want to have your belly button right in line with that camera. And that tells people, I want to interact with you. I'm present. You can, I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm engaged with you. Look into the camera. Don't look at the screen. Don't look at yourself. Look into the camera if you're doing the talking. If you're not doing the talking, you're doing the listening, you can look at the person who's talking on the screen. But if you're doing the talking, never look at the screen, look into the camera. And now you're simulating to the person listening to you that you're looking into their eyes. And that's really important. That's where the engagement really happens. So there's a lot of elements to body language that really matter with this. You don't want to, if you are sitting, you want to put a pillow behind your back because you want to be sitting so that your shoulders are above your hips and you're not leaning back like this, or you're not leaning forward, distorting. It's a wide angle lens. It doesn't look good. Nice. So you want to be straight up and down. You want to be square to the camera and you want to use the body language. Now, the headroom is really important. You should be frame. So you're the biggest thing in the frame. You want to take up the whole frame. So you want a chest up shot and I'm talking low chest, not a high chest shot, you know, about four or five inches below your armpit. And you want to make sure that your head is to the top of the frame. I see a lot of people doing something where they're really, really low and there's all this extra headroom. No, fill the frame. What we're trying to do is make you as big as possible so that people can interact with you. So there's a lot of simple elements that go into framing properly, lighting properly, and getting that body language where it needs to be so that people can really relate to you. What is, what's been your biggest challenge with virtual meetings? Uh, my biggest challenge with virtual meetings would be like, like you just said, like, I want to, I want to look really, I want to make sure I look really great when I'm on a virtual meeting. I know that a lot of people just looking great and because as if I was at a live event, you know, so I'm, what I'm loving about it is I treat it like it's not a virtual meeting, right? That like that it's like, I'm really doing a presentation and, or, you know, having a conversation with somebody. So I make sure I get dressed. Like I'm fully dressed as if I were to walk out the door um, someone to say, we need you to come down the street and do a talk. I think what I've seen um, is that once again, people get a little laxative with regards to things instead of making it like it, it's just as important as it, uh, but for me personally, yeah, you know, I actually had my hair and makeup done for you, <laughs> you know, oh. 
No, I that's did. great. Well, you know, that's important. And you know the importance of image because let's think about this for a minute. If you're trying to sell a product, a service, or an idea, you have to be credible. You have to be trustworthy. They have to believe you're the expert. They have to believe in what you're telling them. And if you show up and you haven't bothered, you haven't taken any effort to look like a professional, then you're going to be disregarded. So it's just as important as an in-person meeting to make sure that your hair, your makeup, your clothing, all screams to I, that viewer that you are the expert. It's, and it's, it's critically important no matter what your industry is. And I think that's where I think people are wondering why they're not getting the results that they, they want to get in their life with regards to this. And I think it's, that's, that's the kind of advice that I would tell people is to make sure that you, you treat this like I'm just sitting at home at my desk, but that I, I need to make an impact. So what else have you seen? I mean, like you said, you're pretty new to the virtual world, but you know, I love the, I'm from the world of personal development, as you might know. And we always say how you do anything is how you do everything. Right. Wow. Yeah. I like that saying. That's really true. Well, again, attention to detail. You know, um, I learned so much from my clients that first month because I, when I realized that people didn't know how to light it, for instance, most people will be seen in darkness because they'll have a window behind them. And what they don't realize is if they just turned around and had the light on their face, they're going to look fantastic. But they don't think about that. And they don't see that they're in darkness and their background is, is well lit. So we want to make sure that your foreground, meaning you, have the most light on it. And you also want to make sure that you don't have a pitch black dark background because that looks kind of creepy and foreboding, like kind of a horror movie, right? Yeah. And so we want to make sure that the background is lit and the foreground is lit and you don't have to buy fancy ring lights and you know you spend a lot of money to do it i'll show you a little thing that i picked up i picked up this little desk lamp at target for seven dollars i have three of them i use one for my backlight it lights the what's behind me and i have two one on either side of my computer shining at my face it's led it's uh it's beautiful and so you can't beat that for the price <laughs> So I've tried all kinds of, I have professional lights here in my studio uh, for shooting video and you just, you can, you don't need to recreate the wheel and spend a fortune to look fabulous. What you do need to do is get balanced light coming this way, light on your background and pay attention to your framing. And that's, that's some of it. There's so much more to talk about. For instance, sound. Um, if your sound isn't good, people are going to turn you off. If you're cutting off. Uh, a lot of people don't understand how to maximize their internet connection. And everybody was struggling at the beginning with, how do I not get it to cut off, my, my video cut off, or you know, it's all staticky and weird. So if you're standing back like I am right now, your microphone in your computer is not gonna pick you up well. So I suggest you pick up a $20 lavalier mic that you can wire right to your computer with a USB. It just plugs right into your computer and now you've got your lavalier on and now you've got some beautiful rich sound. Okay, that's really critical. Um, don't count Don't count on that, that microphone. Big information that you've already shared, I wanna make sure that we capture it. So one is the lighting, right? With regards to it doesn't have to be expensive lighting. Second thing is making sure that you stand up and so we can see your body, body. Third thing that you shared about the lavalier mic, just one that you can have that USB cord and hook it up. 
these are so many great distinctions. I just want to make sure that we capture all of those things. Yeah, yeah. That's a great recap. And then just getting some lighting, whether you have to carry a lamp in from another room or a pole lamp, all of those things will work to make sure that you're getting what you need. Uh, once a month, I've been doing a free webinar, um, which people can find out about on my website. And that free webinar touches on a, a lot of these kinds of things as well. But when I'm doing private consultations, I literally, Lauren, make people go around their house and find a lamp or find some boxes and get that computer up and get that, take the lampshade off the lamp and, you know, actually make real time changes because, um, you know, people have a hard time remind, remembering all the details. Also, let's talk a little bit about color because it turns out that there's a lot of research on color and video and we're basically doing a video. That's what we're doing. So let's take that research and apply it to this. It turns out the brain lights up when we see color and we remember people more when we see bright color. So solid colors, avoid prints and go with some really bright color, royal blue, cranberry, emerald green, get some color going there. If you're a guy and you know you wanna wear a shirt wear, if you're wearing a polo type shirt, wear a red one or royal blue. If you're wearing a dress shirt, you know, get an, um, uh, a blue Oxford, dress shirt and wear that, you're really, really going to enjoy having some, um, some real presence that separates you from the background. If I was wearing a neutral right now, I'd blend right into the background. Right. So it's really important to understand that there's so many elements that one of the other elements that people don't realize if you got enough light on your face, your face is going to look shiny, right? If you put a lot of light on your face, extra light, it's going to be very, very shiny. So what do you do? You put extra powder on. I keep my little compact right here. And, uh, you know, this is just plain old blotting powder. It doesn't have any pigment in it. And it just takes all that shine down away from your face so that you're not reflective. It's really important to do that. I keep everything right here where I need it so that at the last minute I can do a check before I go live into any one of my consultations or presentations. Another thing is glasses. Some people really need to wear glasses to do this. And I'd say if you can avoid wearing glasses, avoid them. And why is that? Because they reflect from all the lights that you have now shining towards your face, it's going to catch the reflection and we're not going to see your eyes. If we don't see your eyes, it's harder to connect with you. So if you have to wear glasses, make sure that when you put them on, instead of you putting them on like this, where they're just sitting on your ear, put them on so they go up like this away from the ear. It's about an inch above the ear. And now you don't see any glare in the glass. So this is a stylist trick that we do for everyone that's on the air. And it feels weird to you, but it doesn't affect your vision. And other people can't tell you did it. How about that for a great tip? I love that. I love that. And I know that I was just looking at your bio, which is extremely awesomely impressive. I know that you've worked with presidents Barack Obama, George Bush, Clinton, uh, Jay Leno, so many wonderful people. Tell us some more tricks that you've taught them. That's always well. Fun. I, yeah. 
Well, I've worked with them as a television stylist, getting people ready for whatever appearance they're doing. So every situation is different. If you're going to be in a formal atmosphere that's pre-lit, we have to think about who's the audience for that, just like your viewers have to do. They have to think about, well, if I'm working with a tech company, I'm not going to dress maybe in a business suit. I'm going to wear something a little more casual. Um, you know, every industry has its look. So we want to make sure that we match and feel comfortable with each industry. Most of my clients are corporate clients. And so I usually wear a shell and a jacket, you know, a actual right. business jacket for a lot of my consultations. But then recently I did something for uh, a museum of art, a large museum of art. And I was working with uh, one of their curators on doing a big virtual presentation at the museum. And I knew it would have been inappropriate to wear, you know, a silk blouse and a, and a jacket to that. So, you know, we, we have to think about all of the ways that we're telling a story about who we are. And there is a language to clothing. There is a language to color. And there's a language to your background. Let's talk about background a little bit because background is really important. It does support your message. So we've all been in Zoom meetings where we've seen people where we can't quite tell what something is and we lean in and we're looking and we become voyeurs to figure out what is that in the background. So your background is critically important because it does help tell that story. So you wanna make sure it's neat and organized and well lit. If there's something that's distracting, get it out of the background, change the background. Have you ever seen Lauren, people doing really tacky, poorly done virtual backgrounds. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous about mine, but I don't think it's I don't think it's that. I don't. Oh know. no, you have a great background, but I'm talking about people doing these virtual ones where they 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 put an image up and it bleeds all over the place. Every time they turn, there's a, you know waviness and it just looks terribly tacky. So I say, if you don't know what you're doing with virtual backgrounds and you don't have a green screen. Do not do a virtual background. Right. And, you know, the people who put a, a, a plain, you know, bright yellow background in a virtual background with their, all of their company's details all over it, it's too salesy. Don't do it. Don't right. do it. Everybody knows we're all working in, in a home. Get a virtual background that looks like an office if you want to do something. And there are some very nice ones. Are there, I mean, oh, I think yeah. you just oh, yeah. download some apps, right? To get oh, some yeah. There's so many. You can get some on Canva. You can get them on um, I stock photos where I get my virtual backgrounds because occasionally I will do uh, a speaking event for a conference. And if I'm doing that, I'll, I'll pick something from I stock photo and I'll buy it and use it as a background. And it's, you know, a very small investment in really supporting your message and looking like the expert that you are. Do you prefer virtual backgrounds or real backgrounds? Real, I, I prefer real backgrounds. They always look better. Virtual backgrounds have a problem of moving if, in fact, you don't have a green screen or if you have not lit it correctly. Okay. Virtual backgrounds have to have even lighting in order to work well. And most people aren't video producers and they don't know how to do it. So if you can, stay with the real background, please. And if you need help, call me. <laughs> I will help you get it right. That's really important. But I really like to tell your, um, your members here about how to maximize their internet connection because that's so important and people don't know how to do it. And one of the first things I learned from WebEx and Zoom engineers is that you really must close your other apps that are running in the background if you want to maximize your audio and your video. 
So close everything else that's running in the background, then open your Zoom and you're going to be much better off. Make sure also that you have closed, I mean, shut down whatever device you're using, a tablet, a phone, computer, make sure you've shut it down in the you know, last 24 hours before you do anything important, because that's going to clear everything up and clean everything up and get that RAM clean so that you have the best possibility of getting a really great, beautiful, smooth presentation. And if you're still having problems, 90% of the time, I can fix it with this one little tip. If you're having problem with an internet connection, go to your router. If you're not hardwired in and you're using Wi-Fi, go down to your router, where, whatever room that's in, pull the cord out of the back, wait 10 seconds, plug it back in. And that's going to jump the speed and you are going to have a much, much better internet connection, particularly if you're in a household where other people are streaming at the same time you are. Please do that every few weeks. Just reboot your router. You know, before these virtual meetings, most people never rebooted their router or didn't know how to or did it once a year. But it's important to do it often because we're streaming so much more and often multiple people at a time. Yeah. I love this. I mean, I love too that this is something that you got inspired by just in April. I mean, it's really cool how you've taken such action to create a book from this. What have been some of the things that you've been most proud about? You know, I know with you work with such huge, you know, professionals out there, but in your experience now with these virtual meetings, what have been some of the cool stories that you have about somebody, somebody who maybe didn't have a great virtual meeting before, but now because of some of your practices they put into place that you're like, oh my gosh, I, I'm, I'm now addicted to virtual meetings. I don't want to go back to the other way. Well, you know, that's my hope, Lauren, is that I take people from being like, oh, I got to do a virtual meeting or, you know, oh, I don't like how I look or, you know, I'm not getting the results I need from these virtual meetings shifting that over to a very successful interaction. And when I hear from people, um, you know, when I'm doing consultations, it's real time, you know, I'm changing them real time. So the aha moment is really truly that moment in that hour. But for people who've read my book, I've been getting so many notes. And I, even on LinkedIn, I get messages from people of how helpful the tips are because people just don't know what they don't know. They think, oh, I, I, you know, I got this. And they'll take one thing. And they'll change it and think they're done. And they don't realize that it's not changing one thing. It's changing 10 things. And, you know, I love empowering people. And this is what that is. I actually feel so much more empowered by understanding all the things my clients have taught me with these virtual meetings. Because what I found was they don't like people looking into their homes and backgrounds. Okay. So how can we find a private area that just limits what they're seeing? Because let's face it, some people may have a really, really messy background and they don't want people seeing it, or they, they, might, they might have a very expensive art collection right. and they don't want people seeing that either. So it goes both ways, you know? It's an opportunity too. I mean, personally for me, I mean, this is, I think that it's a great opportunity for people to take inventory. Like I went through all my books, you know, I have like tons and tons and tons of books. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put my favorite books in the top part of the bookshelves that I have. And like, I really had to you know, it gave me a great opportunity to clean some things up. And just, right. I, so I think that there's, there, there's a beauty in it too. Like I kind of look at it from the, from the Marie Kondo type of things. Like what can I clean up in my life? So that I, I mean, I've been in meetings before and I'm like, oh my God, how could those people have that behind them? Like put your papers 
in a in a folder, do something. Right. Or just move them out of the way. You just have to get them out of the vision of other people. Right. So I don't, I don't know. I just like, I, I think it's an awesome opportunity too, for us to look at like, do I really need all this stuff around me? Do I need to clean things up? Do I need to have a better, you know, presence of how I show up? But that's just, you know, we're going to have fun. Is this an opportunity for me to do a redecorating of my home? Right. I mean, when I first started, I didn't have the painting behind me. So it looked like this. Right. Okay. It looked just like that. Right. I didn't have this plant behind me. Right. Okay. So it looked like this, okay? So when I first started, this is what it looked like. I didn't have these plants behind me. So right. it was just this very plain, beigey looking spot that was fine. It wasn't, it was neat. It wasn't distracting anyone, but it didn't have the power of right. having something that was curated that I thought, okay, let me move a painting from someplace else in the house, put it here. Let's get a couple of plants, bring it in, warm it up a little bit. And that has made all the difference. Okay. So I said like curating, like curating your space, like mm -hmm. really curating your space. Now, how did you decide what you wanted that space to look like? What's, what did you want that space to look like? Like you said, well, let's use some adjectives. What adjectives would you say that space had when you first tuned me in and saw me? When it was crisp and clean. Mm -hmm. it was, but, but it was warm as well and inviting. It was warm and inviting, exactly. Exactly. And so I picked a painting that had some neutral colors with a little bit of pop of color, nothing too distracting, but something to support the background and make it a little more interesting. And then by bringing a few plants in, uh, it warmed it up even more. I mean, remember, I'm in the people business. I want people to engage with me and be comfortable in my space. I want it to be warm and inviting. So what I have to do is wear rich colors. I have to stand back so they can see my body language. And, you know, that goes back to that body language again. You have great, great expression. Not everybody has an animated face and it uses expression. Look into the eye of the camera when you're talking, put a smile on your face, get excited about whatever it is you're talking about. And people will love watching you on any virtual meeting. I love that. Well, thank you, Kim. Tell me how they can get a hold of you. I could listen to you for hours. I'm going to have to bring you in to speak to all of my ladies in the inner circle groups and in the TLC. They'll love you. So tell me how they can get a hold of you. And um, I'm easy. I'm Kim Foley at kimfoley.com is my email. My website's kimfoley.com. I'm all over social media, Kim Foley or Kim Foley video. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear anybody's story and what they're struggling with. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And I can't wait to see how people transform there are video events, even me. I've got a lot to do because I got that ring over there and I know I got to work on my lighting. Oh, well. no, you're looking great. You really are. Thank you so very much. And I look forward and may you always. Oh, let me ask you a question because I ask everybody this. What is the one thing that you do to stay true to yourself? Stay true to myself. What do you mean by staying true to myself? Hmm. What do staying I mean? true to myself. Is that... Uh, what's a daily practice I do? I mean, I'm, I'm a TMer, so I, I do TM every day and that centers me and helps me open myself up to maybe some information that I wasn't conscious of or, or um, so I would say having a daily practice of quieting the mind and listening instead of always cha -cha -cha -cha, 
because I'm chatting all day long. I'm telling people things. I'm sharing information. If I can just get quiet, and I tend to be a little high energy anyway, it really helps all the new information and new ideas pop in. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I can't wait to see the virtual meetings that come out of this podcast. So thanks so much. Stay true. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Get Real and Stay True podcast with Lauren Lahab. Head over to laurenlahab.com. That's L-O-R-E-N-L-A-H-A-V.com. And as her way of saying thank you for being a listener and subscriber to this podcast, grab a free copy of Paving Your Path with Positivity, Affirmations to Create the Change You Desire. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast. And Lauren will talk to you on the next episode.